Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. Today I have an old friend, a very, very iconic name in advertising, Abhijit Basu. Uh, welcome to the show, Abhijit. Um, Abhijit is a postgraduate in marketing. He's worked for TBWA, Mutra, and BBDO, uh, all the big names in advertising, before he decided to start his own agency, ABM, in 2003. Abhijit has managed some of the biggest brands uh, in consumer products, healthcare, consumer finance, and retail, including Tag Heuer, Nestle, Aditas, Sony, amongst others. And he's also behind the iconic ads of Muthoot. We're also going to talk to Abhijit about his latent passion of being an aspiring painter. Abhijit, tell us about some of your early days in advertising. And the specific question I have, a lot of our viewers have, would have seen this old, well not old, the, the, the TV series called Mad Men. And that seems to be the mindset of a lot of our young viewers on what advertising is all about. So tell us about your experiences. See, advertising has always been a very glamorous uh, business and that is, I think, uh, all the young people get very, very fascinated by this glamour part of the yeah. business. And similarly, I was also. But mine was uh, slightly different because I had this huge uh, interest in paintings and I always wanted to be a painter. But somewhere my father convinced me that uh, be in the space of art, but don't become a painter. Mm -hmm. Because the struggle as a painter would be very, very long. Yeah. So he was the one who introduced me to advertising. I didn't know anything about advertising. So he took me to a, a friend's son who used to run an agency. His friend was a, a, a tea garden owner. Yeah. His son used to run an advertising agency. So he took me one day. I was just, I had appeared for my graduation exam and I was doing nothing. So, so he told me to go there, spend some time, try and understand is the business something which is coming up maybe of a few interest. So that's how I went to an advertising agency, spent 15 days, went to different departments and realized that yes, this is something I would be interested in. So that's how my uh, you know, introduction to advertising had happened. And you know, very, very now that I look back and think of and I kind of created my own career and made myself ready for that industry. You know, it was not a planned. I was actually studying uh, cost accountancy as wow. a become student. So I dumped everything. I said, this is what I would like to do. So I started as a creative person because I could paint. So uh, talent, you know, I grown up in Calcutta. It was like every household has a talent. So I started as a uh, visualizer in an agency. And uh, very soon I realized that because I didn't come from an art college or art school. So my thinking was slightly different. Mm -hmm. My father was a businessman. So I thought maybe the client servicing space would be of some interest where I can still have a creative perspective, but I don't have to go and create things. I can be, you know. So that's how I went and did my post-graduation and came back and joined that agency as a client servicing executive. So that's the journey started. Amen. So as far as the glamour part of it, I just wanted to tell you is that uh, very soon, very, very soon, you realize that uh, uh, glamour is there, yes, but there are a lot of hard work, mm. extreme hard work, which uh, most of the kids are not prepared. Today, in fact, they are not prepared at all. Uh, uh, early days, I think uh, the, the whole process of creation was so long that, you know, one piece of work would take you five days to create and get ready to go to a client. Mm. 
today you expect things to happen in half an hour one hour uh, so the, the the patience that we build in our system those days was that is something which is working for us and as far as the glamour is concerned yes advertising was a business of uh, for of elites mm. people who would go to english medium schools who come from rich background who doesn't have a very very strong career plan you know not very clear what they want to do they would land up in advertising so i remember when we land up in advertising a lot of people told us that you couldn't become a doctor or a lawyer or a chartered accountant so you are in advertising so that's the way advertising works yeah. but you know it's interesting uh, you know let me go back 35 36 years to my life in itc and uh, even though the marketing ma- marketing director used to have the advertising manager reporting to yes. him the uh, exciting job or the glamorous job was that of the advertising manager yes. because he was invited to all the parties and he would True. be socializing True. and he'd be out uh, in bars meeting uh, <laughs> all the models and True. see that that part is always there yeah. uh it changed a bit slightly because uh, uh earlier the media and creative it was a single business yeah and media has always been you know very very upfront they used to throw a lot of parties so even if you are not in the media department you will get invitation to go to party so the parties numbers of parties have reduced definitely because it's no more a single unit business mm-hmm. media is a separate business creative is a separate business yeah. yes as for the glamour part of it 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 take you years to be part of that glam you try you start as a trainee you know you work up and then after 3 years 4 years you get a chance to go for one shoot <laughs> and that also a still shoot not a film shoot yeah. film shoot come much later yeah. so i would say it is there uh, today is slightly easier uh, today also the techniques is something that you also develop because the technology helps you earlier we had no idea how to uh, how a shoot is done so till the time i get got a chance to go and witness one shoot i had no idea it was done. so yes that part glamours i think the fact remains that people who are not in the creative business they always felt that side is extremely creative and you must be having a lot of fun uh, because it is not a very structured business yes we have a lot of fun in office but we also deliver i'm sure the good part is that we also deliver i am sure absolutely and that is i think the the the, the quality that we build in our i mean we have fun but yet we deliver yeah that's the whole game yeah so over the years how have customer expectations started to change uh, from the advertising agency i mean you know there's this old line which says only 50% of advertising works but nobody knows which 50% true true in fact you know uh, i i was i mentioning some of the day but you know the hundreds of uh, 100 years have gone in to build advertising as a science you know and and let's say is it a science it is okay. in a way it is i mean that's how the change has happened mm-hmm. so we all started advertising as a business of arts mm-hmm. if you ask me if you go back to the 60s uh, you know it was a beautiful layout that would make a lot of sense and a beautiful film that would make a lot of sense but organization like itc uh, levers i think they brought in a lot of science into that business and we as the agency people it took us some time to accept it you know we still don't accept it if you if you ask any creative person he wouldn't like to go for a meeting uh, in any of these organization because no they have they have to go through a lot of 
questions yeah. and process to answer their creative thinking. They have to convince the client that why they have thought like this. Yeah. So science is very much there. But uh, the interesting part is that with the change of time, I think we are again forgetting that science. Today in the social media, you know, it is, it is the like has become the approval or the success of that story. You know, it is no, no more science. What Facebook tells you, what uh, Twitter tells you, it's their data that you are looking at. There is no outside data or outside organization who are evaluating that data to tell you whether that is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. But if you come to the conventional side, there are enough such organizations who proved campaign after campaign whether it has worked for the uh, client or hasn't worked for the client. So, mm -hmm. so we but, are leaving that science behind mm -hmm. and trying to go for something new. I'm sure science will uh, arrive at that space also. Well, I guess the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? So at the end of the day, if the product is selling, that is. advertising is working. It is, it is. And uh, I think the and, and, and that is, I think, uh, that has happened as, a, as an organization. I'm running my agency for 16 years. Uh, that is one thing that we have day after day, every piece of work we try to do is that, will it work for the client? Yeah. Will it give you results? Yeah. So now tell me, you know, traditionally advertising has been on what I would call the traditional platforms of print and television. And today there are so many other platforms, whether it's a YouTube, whether it's a Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and, and so many others. How are some of the traditional channels holding up and what are the challenges coming from the new media, new platforms, the new mediums? See, I, I would say the... Uh, here, the ignorance is, is probably the, the main game changer because something new, something exciting, we always run for it at times without knowing whether it is giving us the results or not. But if you, if you see on the other side, the way the traditional media, I mean, at least in India, they're still big, they're still expensive, they're still unaffordable, they are becoming expensive every year. Yeah. That means they are doing enough business. I think what uh, our traditional thinker, like, us, we come from a traditional uh, advertising thinking. We have one, we have learned to collaborate. And what we have tried to do is that we use this new age media to bring more efficiency into my communication program. It's like if you go back the old days that an outdoor was a support media for us. So we used to run a campaign and we used to do an outdoor, we used to do uh, what do you call uh, at, at the retail level certain activity to ensure that my campaign gets connected back to the consumer in some way. I think that is the way we are trying to see that how we can uh, reinforce our communication through the digital media. How can we uh, give more life to a campaign through digital India? That is some of our traditional thinkers are thinking like that. So we are not alienating ourselves from the digital space. But we have started collaborating and Correct. giving it a larger if impact Correct. into the consumer space. Yeah. That's the way it is done. Because uh, if you ask me, independently, none of them have a space anymore. Correct. Each of them, now it has to be a collaborative support. Okay. That's the way I think yeah. the business is going. And of course, I've also maintained that over the last three years, LinkedIn has started looking like Facebook. Facebook has started looking Absolutely. like Instagram. Absolutely. Everyone is posting exactly Absolutely. the same kind of stories on all, all the platforms. Absolutely. And frankly speaking, you know, uh, see the consumer, if you ask me, the interesting observation, the, the, the real consumer is who's got the money yeah. to spend. 
he's probably a 45 50 year old guy who's today settled and he has that money to he is also today struggling to be in the social media so that is the reason your traditional media is still surviving and booming but that man who's got the money eventually has to spend the money so you have to connect to that person yes social media is a some for some people it's a time pass for some people it's a serious business and for some people it's a it's a innovation that you you know admire to, and that you enjoy you know my uh, i've seen my mother in law who's you know in the 70s she is in facebook every day so it's a beautiful time pass for a old person she is not my consumer mm. but yes i can connect with that consumer and communicate with her in some way they're not necessarily very hardcore trying to sell a product but emotionally i can connect with them in some way so so it's the i think the 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 utilization of media how i play the media is what i think the strategic right approach that the agencies have to take now you handle so many brands you know um have they started moving a reasonable amount of their ad spend to social media no we've seen two trends one is uh, uh, a couple of years back all of them had were very 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 uh, ambitious about this and fairly large amount of budget getting isolated for uh, social media mm. uh, recent examples i can give you for one or two clients they have they have withdrawn certain amount of money because they couldn't evaluate their spends and the results they know it has it has given them some kind of uh, probably a return but that 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 whole uh, thinking of you know eventually we will move into the social media or the digital space i think is is kind of slowed down a bit because even larger organizations are evaluating the real results mm. and today the interesting part is that you spend a lot of money but end of the day you have no clue whether it has worked for you or not so i think that's the space so yeah. there are all experimentation going on uh i would say that uh, you know it's it's also fancy of a lot of new brand managers who are coming in that's the interesting part because they come in from a different thinking yeah. they 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 come they don't bring the baggage of what we bring in so they probably from day one they think that that's not the way to go this is the way to go but i think eventually market will Correct. dictate Correct. consumer will dictate Correct. so let me ask you uh, a more classical question uh what would be the steps in launching and nurturing a brand and taking it to its uh, peak over a period of time from with a traditional agency because now everyone just assumes i launch a brand put it on social media and i assume it will be successful we famous and you have often said that you know at the end of the day they are human beings and you need to be able to deal with their emotions absolutely so help us understand some of so, this so see what we do as a as an organization i don't know about other organization what we do uh, we we kind of create a nice balance between the uh, social and the uh, and the traditional media what we do is as i told you that you know the emotions haven't changed we are the same human being yes our thinking must have changed but we still get connected on certain things certain values so what happens is in traditional media in television and also there is a question of budget you know that today it, there is the 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 cost is of maintaining a brand is so expensive now it is also a huge challenge for a lot of clients to sustain a brand for a longer time mm. so what we try to do and what we have done very successfully is to to you know 
sustain an activity for a longer time. So what we do is we probably come in with all the high voltage activity at the traditional media and then we carry on into the social media and keep it alive for a longer time. And social media is a very engaging media. So what we do is that a lot of uh, brands where you need to share a lot of information, knowledge, you know, detailing, which you can't do in the traditional. So, so now it has become that the science is now very well mixed. So I start a campaign, let's say a film which hit the media tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be supported by certain outdoor activity and newspapers, all this traditional one. But I'll start a social media activity probably three, four days before mm-hmm. this campaign hits. Okay. So that I create a certain kind of population Excitement, in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And then I carry it on in the social media for a longer time. And that is what my value for the money that I'm spending is probably that is the way I'm earning it back into my business. So social media has become a, a, a interesting way to sustain, to share knowledge, uh, sharing information and also doing a one-to-one connect. Today, if you let's say look at Hotstar, this time I watched the entire uh, World Cup in Hotstar. Mm-hmm. I refused to watch in the television because I wanted to understand this uh, whole game. See, they are television. We are very used to this small screen now, the less number of ads. But the interesting part is that I could connect with those products. So there were any ads, there was a connect, you could like it, you can go into the website. So you have taken my action into, you know, my whole thing into the website to buy or to understand a product. So the time that I got in between the matches, I could do some search. So it's fantastic the way it is, but on the other hand, the traditional media is something that you need to carry it forward. True. So that's the way I think the mix is very good. So interesting you're saying this because I remember in the old days, the traditional word used to be call to action. Your ad must have a call to action. Today you have it and here. here you, you're saying it's on, on your screen. So I think the smart clients are using it very, very effectively. Uh, some clients who, who's who feels that you know it's a very expensive proposition? It is an expensive proposition. When it started, it became a we thought we thought that we could afford it, but now it is no more affordable. So large brands, uh, startups, they are using those media. Amazing. So are young people still looking for careers in advertising? Difficult question. Very few. Very if few. you ask me, very few. I think uh, the options are many. The moment you graduate from a business school that in front of you, uh, there are too many options and the options are today are much both glamorous as well as well paid. Mm. Advertising not necessarily is because uh, unfortunately advertising is the core of the business mm. but uh, it was never you know, institutionalized in its own way. I mean, there are still not enough institute who teach you advertising. Mm. It always becomes one of the papers in your entire business uh, uh, school, yeah. school that you go to. Yeah. But advertising you learn when you do advertising, when you are in the agency and unfortunately that's the way it is. So uh, it didn't take that platform that ideally it should have. Uh, in the West, in outside, yes, it has a certain value still. But in India, I think we are losing that glamour as well as the, the urge to become, because the passion got divided now, you know. I, mean, I remember when I've been in advertising and I still feel this is the only thing I can do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do anything else because I'm so much... And painting. Yeah, and painting. So I'm saying it, so that kind of passion, I think it's, it's missing. Right. Today, I think. So how is technology changing or affecting 
the classical advertiser. It is because uh, in a way the same. Let's say let's look at student who's coming out. Uh, he in front of the, the the iconic brands today are Facebook or Twitter or Google. It is no more the iconic brands which are going to be the advertising agencies like the ONM or the J. Walter Thompson. Because the the what you see today, see these brands are also visible. Agencies are not visible. These organizations are visible. You are operating in that space, so that is also a creative space. So obviously, the the, the kids who are fascinated by that, they will always look at it. But you know, people who are very clear that they want to be in advertising, they have seen someone in the family, they have seen their friends who are doing well. I think that's where they get connected to an agency much faster than the rest. Yeah. It's like. I've seen my daughter, her friends, because they know I'm in advertising. They have looked at it very closely and they understood it. Sure. Otherwise, I think it's a yeah. alien world. Yeah, I agree. So, one last question before I move to the next section. You spoke about uh, the deliver quality efficiently philosophy of ABM. Talk to us about this philosophy. So, I think you know uh, QVD is something which we follow. Yeah. So it's it's a very uh, uh, non-advertising, if you ask me. Yeah. And it starts from our agency's name, ABM. It's non-advertising. Advertising always have those creative, interesting names. So I think we our approach to the business from day one was very grounded approach. We never wanted to be unnecessarily creative because end of the day, it's a serious business. Yeah. If the client business doesn't grow, you are not in the business. As simple as that. So, uh, QD is we started off saying that you know you need to deliver quality product every time, and you have to deliver it on time. Now, a lot of things you know we were taught when we were in advertising that good creativity, if it is not delivered on time, that creative has no value. Absolutely, and that is something which we practice diligently in our organization, and that is the reason that a lot of clients who stayed with us for many years, 12, 13 years, and, and out of the 16 years of our life. clients who never left us the reason being that we give proper attention to the creative part of the business and we give proper attention to the delivery of the business because the momentum that happens at the market the kind of support that the marketing team needs on a hourly basis is something which agencies at times don't understand we would like to understand we keep it aside and that's not the one that i'm not here to deliver uh, uh, poster artworks every 2 hours i don't deliver you know five posts every day i would like i'm here to think some fabulous creative idea i think that that we mixed it very well we have a team who creates and we have a team who delivers and that is the reason we say that come what may every piece of work has to be quality thinking every piece of work has to be delivered efficiently and on time is something that is a culture of the agency that we bought and you know, we'll be surprised that 90% of our work that we share with our client doesn't come back for changes it gets approved because we understood the business we think it over and we deliver it so it gets connected goes into the marketplace immediately yes there are some work which comes back every time for changes very interesting so that's how we follow and we yeah. keep it a very very interesting very very uh, basic very interesting so let me move now uh, you know you've been an entrepreneur you know in 2003 when you started yeah abm you were a startup yes right and yet you left the comfortable job of big agencies what made you start off on your own in an in an industry which you know is difficult yeah 
I think uh, sometimes uh, you know situation makes you courageous. You take some bold steps, and also there are certain time in life that comes in that you you are not ready to compromise anymore. I think that has also happened with me. I was somehow was not ready to compromise because what happened is that we started from the traditional advertising agencies where we used to do everything you know, from creative to printing to media. That's how we grown up. Yeah. Those days, I mean, two thousand, pre two thousand, that business got started getting split. Media went to the media agency. Uh, uh, printing agency stopped doing it, and uh, then the creative agency. Then they become a BTL agency. What happened is that our kind of people who we were thinking everything together, and we suddenly felt that we were only supposed to think of one creative piece and nothing more than that. I think that started making me slightly frustrated. I, I was I, because I always wanted to think uh, a total uh, approach to a business rather than just thinking a creative piece. Yeah, I think that one uh, point which started you know poking me too much, and I realized that uh, in large agency end of the day it's a business, you know, uh, and I thought that you know the interest of clients' business was depend on the clients' budget. Is something which I was not comfortable. It's a very non-business thinking that you know, if the client doesn't give you enough earning, how can you handle the business? But I somehow believe that you know, this is something which I was not very. Mm-hmm. That you know, you straight away ask a client what kind of budget you have, uh, and you immediately back up and say, "I have ten percent." It makes yeah. sense. It is a business decision. But I somehow felt that let's let me. If I am alone, I can do that. In a, in a large organization, you can't do yeah. that. So my uh, when I started the agency, my first. Uh, my visiting card had a, a picture of a nest with a lot of eggs, and the approach was: I went against the norm at that point of time, and I said, "Fine, I'll go to the SMEs mm. who are struggling to do their business, who doesn't have the budget, and who doesn't have the understanding also how to do their business." Yes. So I become an agency saying that. This is what I am. You can put all your eggs in one basket, and I'll help you to do the business. That's how we started. So clients who had small budget, where large agencies were not interested, media agency didn't even look at them. They had a budget which they didn't know how to collaborate and use them efficiently to run a campaign. So I went for those kind of clients, and I think that's where my journey started. So I become a consultant to these clients. Yeah. I became their business partners. I helped them to grow the businesses. Yes, media. I never did media. I gave it to my friends, to any agency. There are enough media money that I've given away as part of my offering. But what happened is those businesses became so successful over a period of time that I think that is what I got more and more businesses because the clients suddenly valued that you know this agency was interested to run my business. As a partner and not as a outside agency to look at what kind of money you have and how can I earn some commission out of it. So it's a paradigm shift in yeah. my thoughts. It was I was too small. Yeah, I didn't have the backup, yeah. the courage, the money to do a big thing. But the starting was very small. But we could manage to grow 16 years, sustain our business. We didn't go out to take loans, funding. And that's I think that's what the exciting Fantastic. part is. Fantastic. And we still do it even today. That's the practice. We never changed it. Very good. We still do it today. Nice. So, with all the experience that you've had across the corporate world and as an entrepreneur building your agency, 
what has been your biggest learning from your biggest failure two things i think uh, see one learning is that you know the guts and the courage if you don't have it you can't sustain it and let me tell you this after working for almost close to 20 years i quit my job and started it was not an early start yeah and uh, and the best of the job offer came when i started my business you know and the temptation to give it away and stick to your what you want to do is something that you know that gave me a certain return which mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. value it every day mm-hmm. courage what i'm saying courage because uh, in a country when you're starting alone you don't have enough money to sustain yourself if you don't have the courage you are the first one to give up and you give up everyone gives up because smaller organization is driven by the owner or the leader yeah so i would say building your courage building your wisdom building your uh, capability to face challenges and learn from your mistakes is something that i've learned and i believe in and i follow buddhism for 16 years and my learning comes a lot from there and uh, and the courage also come from there so doing good for people and all don't go to a client always with a purpose to make money yeah i think that is something which i i do every day and sometimes people don't agree with me sometimes people say fine you've done it there are enough client who came to me told me that i have no money can you help me out we did and eventually they paid us the money so i think this uh, human approach to business is something which i've learned while i'm doing my business and second thing i've learned which is is a wrong word to use i've learned from my bunia clients mm. and i love them if you ask me bunias are the best businessmen they teach you something which you can't teach, get to know anywhere mm. so one of our client who is a very famous retail business and i know him for 25 years and i had gone through that trouble of uh, money being swindled out of my business a huge amount of money and i had no idea the biggest understanding is look into your books look into your finances because we advertising agencies we and especially for people who learn and come from corporate background they feel that there will be an accountant there will be a finance manager and who will take care of my yeah. finances like the way i have done it in my jobs mm. that is not true if you want to be a successful business man look into your books take care of your accounts ensure that you understand every numbers that is going and coming out actually a fair number of profitability can come from there absolutely so yeah. my biggest learning is don't make it a, a wrong mistake that it's not a glamorous part of my business it is the most important absolutely so you say that you your work keeps you busy 24 by 7 how do you handle work life balance i know you're very attached to your family yeah, i am i spend enough time with them you know see i must tell you this you know this rooted part of our business you know we close our office out of 90% of the uh, of the of the year by 7:30 mm-hmm. agencies work all night yeah. so we have brought in huge efficiency that is the qvd works for us we brought in a huge efficiency our business our creative people don't they don't stay back we finish our work by 7:38 most of the time maybe earlier so that is something i do and you know my involvement in the business see you don't need to be sitting on your desk to think 
so mind is continuously working and today with the social media you are connected with another world yeah. all the time so 24 by 7 yes for a client you know for a client today the requirement can come any point of time so my i never switch off my phone okay and never switch off my phone okay. unless i am in a, in a flight even when i travel abroad i keep my phone on because that is the trust i built for 16 weeks the client knows come what may if he is in some kind of a challenge or in a difficulty a call comes to me will be solved so 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 that is my 24 by 7 and uh, you know i think we we kind of uh, grown up with this system we know how to manage now correct i agree you know we we work hard as well as we spend enough time with the family i agree with you so my last question uh, to you uh, for this uh, show uh, you know hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people will watch your interview um, what would your advice be to uh, new entrepreneurs or new young people wanting to start off i think the most important part uh, i keep on telling is that you know don't don't take certain emotional decisions if you want to be an entrepreneur there has to be a practical part of it because a lot of uh, these startups you see they they get carried away they think it's a fantastic idea and with a lot of emotional you know build up happens and if you you are not successful that is another emotion that you carry forward i think uh, uh, do, uh, do a little search take opinion for the people from the people you know around you there are a lot of people come with lot of advices yes listen to them so before you start up you should make your mind and you should always have a backup plan because life is always will throw you challenge so you might have a fantastic idea you might have a financial you know backup you might have a someone who's ready to help you out but eventually might not work so you what do you do next so i think uh, this backup plan some practicality less of emotions and lot of hard work and lot of courage courage is something which i will say is the most important if you don't have courage don't become an entrepreneur period correct abhi thank you very much for your time you. i sincerely you. hope you get some extra time to go back to your passion of painting yes i will and when you start your painting we're going to get you back on our podcast thank, thank you. you once again for being on us thank you so thank you so much thank you for listening to the brand called you podcast be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content you can follow us on youtube twitter facebook and instagram simply search for the brand called you thank you and see you next week